You got the chill. The chill, chill, chill. Everybody's ego takes a shot on this show. This is Rutledge and Hamilton with Jim Rutledge and Matt Hamilton, presented by Coors Light on 100.5 ESPN. Well, I like what Matt was saying. Matt was saying some great things, and you know, I always hear the little bit of a bitterness of the Bear fan in you. Know, <laughs> I, you know, I really do. Um, but uh, I like the Packers this year. I'm just glad Rodgers is gone. I, I, you know, he did great things. Broadcasting live from the Everlight Solar Studio. With Matt Hamilton, here's Jim Rutledge. I hear the little bit of a bitterness of the Bear fan in you. Rutledge and Hamilton continues live from Whisker Steakhouse in Middleton. I hear the little bit of a bitterness of the Bear fan in you. Uh, I am uh, Jim Rutledge, Matt Hamilton, having a seat here. You're just wa- you're just what you're in the kitchen because you got the, the shirt on now. <laughs> no <laughs> one's questioning me when I walk around now because I have a shirt that says Ruth Chris Steakhouse and says Matt Hamilton, ESPN chef. Yes, people just assume I work here, so I was checking out the uh, the wine cellar. Yeah. It's Pretty nice little selection in the wine cellar. So you said it earlier, and again, this is Rutledge Hamilton presented by Coors Light. Get into the show, 844-770-3776. Also, uh, you can uh, – Alex Strofe is back at the Everlight Solar Studio. But, Matt, uh, the bar has a very fun and, like, welcoming vibe. The dining room, also welcoming. When my wife and I came here, there was two dudes, like, just friends, dressed in basketball shorts and T-shirts. And I thought they were, like, picking up to take home. They're like – Hey, can we get a seat? And they're like, yeah, actually, we do have openings. And so they went and yeah. got a seat, and there was no dress code here. So It's like, it's white tablecloth, but don't get it twisted. You can have come the ex- as you are. <laughs> you can have the experience that you want. Yeah, like, If absolutely. you want to come here with two, with a buddy and have a steak, great. You guys can hang and dress you how you want. dressed up with your wife and Have a special occasion, yeah. Now you can do that as well. Too. Yeah, so uh, again, uh, Madison's best-kept secret, the happy hour here. We are blowing the top off of that secret now. Uh, you know, Scalzo and Russ going to be on the air at four here, and we'll be hanging out, or I'll be hanging out at least for a little bit afterwards as well. We're going to try that gamblers old fashioned as well. So, I we did talk some Green Bay Packers earlier, and we can continue that conversation. Of basically, do you think the Packers' offense will be better or worse next season? Again, let's hear from Mark Tauscher and, and why we got into that. What we'll makes get- us think that we're going to be that much worse on offense than we were last year? Because Aaron Rodgers has been a great quarterback. He is a four-time MVP. I don't have to go through all the accolades of what he's done. He wasn't that last year. And again, a lot of reasons for it. I think the broken thumb was a monster reason for why he wasn't as effective. But we act like this offense, which was not very good last year, statistically, that it's going to be markedly worse. And I'll say this, we act like we didn't go into last year talking about that Alan Lazard was going to make a jump and Rob Tunyon was good and we were trying to trash talk other teams. And those players are gone. I was, I mean, I was here to make the argument that Alan Lazard was going to be a perfectly capable number one wide receiver on a football team. And he was fine. But a ma- you're right, but a but massive. He like he, a massive drop off from Devontae. You know what I mean? He had. Just about half the yards Devontae had the year prior. I think Devontae was at like 14. He might have had half the catches. I mean, <laughs> Devontae right, definitely right. had seasons with 100, darn near 120 catches. So I just – I'm not – Mark posed it as a question. So I don't necessarily know exactly what Mark believes, but my answer to, the, to his question is what makes us believe this is the fact that 
I don't think our wide receiving core is as good. They might be as talented someday, but right now they are raw, so I don't know. I've got a quarterback that I don't know. He might be good. I'm assuming he's good if we're going to move on from a four-time MVP and the guy who brought us our last Super Bowl. If we're going to move on from that guy, I'm assuming Jordan Love's pretty good. Otherwise, they wouldn't. Have, they would have done something about it. You got to. <laughs> you got to hope he's pretty good, right? But and I then, mean, like and every team this... ever has got a quarterback they believed in. They were wrong in believing well, in him. True, but not every team pat moves on from a. Hall they of moved favor. on from Aaron Rodgers because it was not because it was done, him. and I yeah, get yeah. that. But like, and nothing to do I with feel Jordan like Love. if they believed that Jordan Love was garbage, we would have maybe tried to get someone in the draft well, that's, outside of Sean. That's Let's different, but that also requires. So that, but it also requires the GM to not be a human being and just assume that. He was There's wrong. a logical fallacy that what I did was right. I I'm not going to go out. I'm not saying Jordan. I'm just saying Love that's just as likely. And I'm not going to go out and say it. I'm saying but you can't come a, out and say in it's good. all likelihood. Goody sees enough in him to say he can start the, for this football team, and that is what we can say with certainty because that's the situation. But the tight end te- is not as good, yep. and the wide receiving groom is definitely not as good or green, whatever you want to call it, green, unproven. You know, young with potential, whatever you want to say, they are not as proven as the guys we had prior. And the quarterback is obviously not the same guy that we had last year. That is what I'm telling you, Tausch. That's why I think they're not going to be as good. I don't know where Mark Tauscher stands. I would love to know exactly what he was thinking because you po- the way he posed this question it's an old made trick. me think that he thinks the Packers are going to be better. And I, w- I want to believe that. As a Packer fan, I think that there is definitely potential for them to be good enough. But if I'm putting my money on it and talking in absolutes, absolutely this team is not as proven as last year's team. So that makes me nervous. I'll look at it like this. So right now, 58% of uh, people chiming in on an Iron Jack poll question say the Packers offense will be worse next year. I would say that that's a fair amount of percent. I think it's about a 58% chance that the Packers offense will be worse next year than it was this past season. Ah. There's a 42% chance it is good, but I think that's honestly pretty fair. Maybe it's 60-40. That 60% chance that and if I gave you odds, and if you gave me odds, I might change my bet there. Right. But if I'm just rolling into it and I say, okay, they yeah. lost their quarterback, they lost their starting quarterback who was top 10, uh, they lost their starting wide receiver, and they lost their number one tight end, and they replaced it with nothing but – unproven players as far as in the positions they need to be in. Right. Uh, that's concerning. And the quarterback, look, and Goody's other quarterback before Jordan Love was Drew Locke, who was trash. So we don't know what Goody actually sees in quarterbacks. Oh, that's and, the wrong system. But everyone, every GM ever, including good GMs, right. have picked up and had uh, their own uh, beer goggles, their Coors Light goggles on their own quarterback. And they've looked at So Goody could just have Coors Light goggles on looking at Jordan Love. And because it's happened all the time in the NFL. Right. All the time. But not this time, guys. Never this time. I want to get to, and I know we're going to throw some stones, but Pat Fitzgerald out at Northwestern. And, you know, the Athletic floated the um, the idea that um, maybe Paul Christ could be the coach there. If I'm Northwestern, I'm going after Jim Leonard. And we can talk about that a little bit later in the show. This is Rutledge and Hamilton presented by Coors Light. You're listening to Rutledge and Hamilton, presented by Coors Light. Miss any of the show? Find full show podcasts free on Wisconsin On Demand and wherever you get your podcasts. If you never wake up.
at the Everlight Solar Studio. I don't blame them. Uh, right here at Ruth's Chris, we've yeah. got a, we're gonna have a great cocktail coming. Yeah. We I got a brand new shirt yeah. that just tells everybody at ESPN Madison that I am the best cook in the office. Yep. And it like I don't blame them for being jealous of that. I'm sorry you got to sit at the studio, Strofe, but someone's got to board up. Thanks, Matt. Appreciate you. 844-770-3776 is how you get into the show. You're just trying to line yourself up to win throwing stones. Before we throw <laughs> some stones, maybe you'll be a winner, maybe you won't, but I do know that you'd be a winner if you went to Ho-Chunk Gaming Madison. Uh, nearly $11 million in jackpots in June. That number's going to be larger in July. Get to Ho-Chunk Gaming Madison and be a part of a record year over at Ho-Chunk Gaming Madison. Go be a winner. That's where winners go, Ho-Chunk Gaming Madison. Really no reason to wait. Maybe get some boat money there. You can join Matt yeah. Hamilton out on the boat or out on the lake in a boat there when you win some money from uh, Ho-Chunk Gaming Madison. Let's throw some stones. The guys think they have the answers to everything. I'm the best there is. People like me. So it's time to put them to the test. That's some booty, Jim. You know, that's just like uh, your opinion, man. This is Throwing Stones, presented by Metro Kia of Madison, Madison's trusted Kia dealership. It is time to throw some stones here on Rutledge and Hamilton each and every day. I scour the interwebs to figure out what the heck has happened in the last 24. I've got questions. Jim and Matt have answers. I'll score them throughout, and at the end, we'll crown a winner of Tuesday's edition of Throwing Stones. Fellas, let's start with this. Today is... Cow Appreciation Day. Aw. So I Matt, appreciate Baby Strophe. I also let's appreciate Baby Strophe. Let's get a steak Strophe. sandwich here. <laughs> Goodness. <laughs> appreciate the hell out of that cow. <laughs> Matt, I want to know what you appreciate about cows. Uh, the meat and the milk. I can't. Honestly, the dairy. It's the dairy might be number one. I can, as long as I got pork, I think I could do without steak. I don't think I could do without cheese. Or milk or anything in the like the dairy category. So, f- first and foremost, I appreciate cows for the delicious dairy products I get provided. That, that look, I don't need to. I don't need to parse it out. All of it, all of the food yeah. that comes from a, uh, a cow is fantastic. Whether it's the dairy or the the meats, all yeah. of it, uh, it, uh, it is fantastic. So, shout out to cows for uh, providing us a lot of sustenance. Fair enough. <laughs> Fair enough. Love a good cheeseburger, I'll tell you what. <laughs> Shout out to Baby Strophy. Hope she's doing well. Yeah. How are you going to feel uh, in the future? Dairy cow. Oh, it's a dairy cow? Yeah. Oh, okay. Baby Strophy will have a nice long life as a dairy cow. I don't think Baby Strophy's a dairy cow, Matt. Well, then uh, you're going to feel bad in the future. <laughs> <laughs> It'll be like that Simpsons. I was trying to that, tell you that it was, it was going a, to the farm and you don't have to worry about it. There was a it. Simpsons episode where Homer gets a pig and oh. he raises the pig. And then at some point, the pig gets too big, and then he has to eat the pig. But then he ends up eating it. He's like, I forget the pig's name, but it'll be like, oh, baby, Strophy, but you're so delicious. And pours more barbecue sauce <laughs> yeah, on the ribs gotcha. and everything. So just eat your cheeseburger with a glass of milk. <laughs> You'll be fine. And pour one out for Strophy. Pour one out baby, for baby, baby Strophy. Strophy. Fair enough. Uh, let's move on. J.J. Watt and T.J. Watt will be featured on this year's cover of the Wheaties Cereal Box. I'm curious, though, guys, how you would feel if you were Derek Watt, still in the NFL, uh, their other brother also played at Wisconsin same mother. from Pewaukee. Same mother, same father. You're right about that, Jim. Well, it's his brother from another mother. Jimmy, another how would how would you feel if you were Derek Watt, the one brother not featured on the Wheaties box this year? I mean, if I was younger, I might be upset. But, like, Derek Watt's just got to be like, look, man, I ain't it. But, <laughs> <laughs> like, there's JJ and there's TJ. Uh, and then there's Derek. They should have named me DJ. Joe's the wrong position. They should have named me DJ. 
Uh, he I needed, chose the wrong position. Yeah, that too. Um, I think that position chose him. Derek Watt should be, and I mean this in a very nice way, he's found a nice little niche to be in the NFL for a little bit. I'm sure he's a very happy fella. And uh, my other question is, when is the last time you've eaten Wheaties? <sighs> I don't know. I don't know that I've ever ever had Wheaties. Growing up, like, Wheaties was, like, all I was allowed to eat, and it clearly didn't make any difference in my athletic (laughs) future. But I would say that it's been a long time since I had Wheaties, but I remember it it was fine. Yeah, you know what? If I was... uh Derek Watt, I would definitely be drilling Cheerios for breakfast. I would not be a <laughs> Wheaties fan. There would be some spite. I would have to add sugar to my Cheerios because they would be a little salty about the fact that my brothers are on the cover of the Wheaties box. So you try to get like uh, off-brand Wheaties? Yeah, like a great, right? Great value, Derek Watt. He's the great value of the yeah. Watt brothers. Is the off-brand. Yeah, he might be. By the way, Derek Watt's full name is Derek John Watt, so he is DJ Watt. He should have wrong, but he didn't go with DJ. Yeah, he should have went with look, DJ. That's just on him. Do either of you know J.J. Watt's real first name? No. James. I don't know. Justin. Justin. His middle name is James. You got that right. How how about TJ? What's his first name? Uh, Tyler. Terrence. (laughs) Trent. You're both wrong, and you both Uh. suck at this game. All right, let's move on. Oh, you mean one of a million (laughs) options? I don't know about a million. I don't know his lineage. I don't know. (laughs) (laughs) Do your research, Jim. Come on. They're all Badgers. Uh, So last week, the world was captivated by Phil Stringer, who was a passenger on a flight from Oklahoma City to Charlotte, North Carolina. Uh, He waited after an 18-hour delay, got the entire plane to himself. He was the only guy on the plane. Now, I ask you, would you rather be the only person on a commercial, like, normal plane, or would you rather just have a row to yourself? Jim, I'll start with you. Can I ask you a question, Matt? Did you know this thing happened? I did not. Okay. I just wanted to make sure. I feel like it's been all over the internet. Yeah, but the internet now is just like it's your own personal service, and I don't mean that like just to you, Alex. It's basically the, the phone. The I'm on ABC.com, Jim. I don't know what you want get, from me. You should have took the world by storm, and Matt and I are like, "What are you talking about?" And it's we got are 18 the million views on TikTok. We are the world over here, and we didn't know about <laughs> it, and so that's all I'm getting at. And uh, I guess I would go with empty plane, just for yeah. the uniqueness of it. Um, I'm with Jim. I actually had a flight one time when I was uh, in junior curling to from. Minneapolis to Ottawa, and the flight was pretty much completely empty. It was my team, maybe two other passengers, and the flight crew. So it is definitely eerie being on a plane solo and by yourself. You feel like there's a reason that there's not a lot of people there, but it's definitely a lot more comfortable, and you feel better about being in a not being in a tin can with 150 other people. There you go. That's fair. Uh, I, 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 yeah, I would feel odd about that. Personally. It does feel odd, but it, See, the th- one it, of the things, it gives you private jet vibes, and that is pretty cool. Because one of the things that, like, well, I'm a nervous flyer. I don't know. I, I honestly saw this, like, 75% of people are not, like, thrilled with flying. Like, there's some sort of... But, like, part of it is, like, I'm just in this, like, tin can crammed in with a bunch of other people, like a tuna fish in the sky. So, like, that's part of it, too, where, like you know, at least you have, some, uh, you have some... Some space, so the yeah. row would be nice. But otherwise, like part of it is the crampness as well yeah. of a flight that's not so appealing. So that's why I think after you'd be kind of cool. You make some strange analogies. <laughs> Thank you. Packed in like a tuna fish. Yeah, Have you like never heard that. A before? Can of tuna fish or a can of sardines packed in. Like- I've heard that. I've heard yeah. sardines. There yeah. are tuna fish. Uh, tuna fish can also be packed in. If you open up a can of tuna I, fish, I have. They're shredded and packed in. Cut yeah, my finger on a like, can of tuna fish once. But there's like tuna are big. 
The fish is big, but the like, fish itself, it's yeah, just yes, yeah. Okay, yes, so there's yeah. really only one tuna in that can. Yeah, but it's still <laughs> packed in there pretty tight. Yeah, fair. <laughs> Today's date seven eleven. Happy birthday, my seat. Happy birthday tuna. to my mother. Uh, but also National Seven Eleven Day. So I ask yeah. you, slushies overrated, underrated, or properly rated, Matthew? Well, first of all, slushy is only uh, properly rated if you're having it occasionally. A, a lot of too much slushy is definitely overrated. I will throw this out here too. We are getting swindled in the United States with our Seven Elevens. Japan has the best. 7-Eleven scene in the world. Like, the food is legit. Okay. It is, uh, like, the 7-Elevens in Asia are awesome. Like, Korea as well. We are getting swindled here in the U.S. We do not get the food quality that they get in Asia at the 7-Elevens. They, they are not bad at all. I don't have a lot to add on to that. Um, I've definitely had a 7-Eleven. <laughs> <laughs> I'll just take your word for the Japan uh, 7-Elevens, but I had had the slushy 7-Eleven very sporadically. There was one when yeah. I lived in Deerfield Beach. On the beach, there was a, yeah. a like right there. Like, icy? Like, yeah. yeah. You're right. Moderation. Even living near one, I probably had one at the most like once a quarter. Uh, right. And now I can't remember the last time I had a slushy, but it sounds nice. Every, I, and everyone I, else has like, copied it, so I'm sure I've had some version of their This winter, I was in slushy. Arizona, and I... And, Walked into a gas station that had slushies. I was like, you know what? Today's the day. There you go. So every once in a while, slushy, definitely underrated. But if you have it too often, like anything else, it becomes overrated. Unless La- it comes from a cow, then you can have as much as you want. Last yeah. one for you fellas. One year ago yesterday, excuse me, one year ago tomorrow, California Jim was born. Coffee and contemplation. <laughs> right. I was out at the All-Star Game last year. And yeah. the MLB All-Star Game tonight on Fox, 7 o'clock. Let me ask you this. How many All-Stars can you name? Honestly. Uh, I know. You guys can team up on this. because Vladdy like- Guerrero won the uh, home run derby last night. So obviously All right, Devin Vladdy. Williams is an All-Star. And yes, Corbin, but he's not playing. <laughs> Corbin Burns got named to the All-Star team. He did as a Dansby sub. Dansby Swanson is an All-Star, but he is not playing. Justin Steele, I think, is an All-Star. I don't uh, even know who that is. Those are two players for the Cubs. Ah, there you go. Uh... Eloy Jimenez is he an All Star? He was I'm assuming Eloy. Soto from last year. I can probably. Aaron Judge should be an All Star. I know he's hurt. He's hurt, but he would have been Otani, of course. Oh, the, the, kid, right, the kid from Seattle who also runs. Julio Rodriguez, yes, yeah, very Trout. handsome guy, by the way. You guys see him in the home run derby last night? That guy is beautiful. Oh, I saw him in person last year. Handsome fellow. He is and, a very uh, handsome dude. Yeah. So I mean, Trout a, a fair bit. Yeah. I, mean, I believe Trout's an All Star. Yes. He's I like one of those guys that gets in on. But I mean, like he could have been hurt. Like I, you know, I mean, I know these no, names. No, but even but, like, if he was hurt, they would bring him in. It's Mike Trout. He was will like, he Will you baseball. watch any of the All Star game tonight? No. No. All right. I'm gonna be honest. I didn't love watching it in person. So it I'm kind watch of it. like <laughs> the All Star game. It still gives me like the same vibes as like the All Star game for uh, basketball or even like football. It's like it's all offense. No defense is being played. It just but at least in basketball, like a, they do some cool dunks. Yeah, baseball, I guess, is a little different because the pitchers are going hard. But it just – there's so many good batters. It just – it doesn't seem like a normal baseball game. Well, again, uh, it's – the only reason – I'm not super big baseball guy. The only reason it feels like a normal baseball game because who cares? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it's like a Savage, 162 dude. of those regular season games and one of these random all-star games. Who cares? Here's the thing. The best part about the all-star games is the fact that they put these teams together in the video game and you can play with the all-star team in the video game. And that's the best part. 
I have not played when a baseball you, video Is that game really forever. the best part, is the fact that it's in a video game? You really believe that? Well, no, no. It's just like when you have a team that already has all the all-stars assembled and you go up to bat and everybody's got like 90-plus batting stats. It's like it's, it's fun. By the way, Matt, I, I don't know that the All-Star game is all offense. Score was 3-2 to two last year. It's typically like well, it's, yeah, under five runs each. Yeah, he was trying to. Th- was he was just, just trying to, to talk uh, baseball, we which is a bad idea. He was just trying to thread something we that you couldn't thread. A little bit. Yeah, it's fine. Yeah, I'll, 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 sure, although, although he called me crabby before the segment, I would stop before you say okay. what you're about to say. Yeah. <laughs> Recommend you just sip your coffee uh, and not, shut yeah. up. I'm going to sip on Matt Hamilton's tears. Yeah. Jim Rutledge, your winner today. The tasting. Tastes like milk. Yeah, good. It sounds delicious. You got milky tears, Matt Hamilton. Yeah. Uh, this is Roger Hamilton. Uh, we got Molly's Game, uh, our new Gold Medal Tuesday, coming up next. You're listening to Rutledge and Hamilton, presented by Coors Light. The mountains are blue, and we can prove it. Follow the show on Twitter at Jim and Matt. She want to talk late. She wonder if we went the wrong or the long way. I said I bring out the ever for desserts, but she out here asking all these questions about the entrees. Girl, you not Beyonce. Baby, let that paycheck hit. Because I just want to be the man that you play that with. I want to know your home friends and then make that. Greg Scalzo has arrived and his hair uh, is surprising oh, yes. everyone. It is, should we have a, what do you want to call it, a hair off between Matt Hamilton and no, Greg Scalzo? Greg, Greg wins today. I'm, he does. I'll give it to him. Uh, we are also winners. This is Rutledge and Hamilton presented by Coors Light. Molly Brown back at the Everlight Solar Studio. Hi, Molly. Hi. I'm kind of jealous that you're at Ruth's Chris, though. You should be. And uh, <laughs> <laughs> I'm not going to lie. You definitely should be yeah, uh, jealous. And Matt, we had the Gambler's Old Fashioned, which is an homage to the founder of Ruth's Chris Steakhouse. And tell us a little bit what's in it. Yeah, so I got to tell you about it. They make it properly. That was... What I was curious about, the process, because yeah. there is a proper process to it. Um, pretty take the simple. photo for the gram. It's a very simple cocktail. Uh, two ounces of bourbon. You have three dashes of bitters and one spoonful, about a teaspoon, of demerara syrup, which is like a simple syrup. It's rich. So what you do is you add all of this to a glass and then stir it with ice until it's diluted to the proper level so like obviously the idea is 45 percent bourbon is a little bit too hot you put a little ice in it a little bit of the simple syrup or the demerara in this case and the bitters give it a stir it kind of waters it down in that ice and then what comes out is a perfectly good cocktail like this it's ready to drink it's down proof down to the uh the the hotness kind of you want it it's a fantastic cocktail and i tell you what the, the energy, even here, like, right as it's opening, the vibe here in this bar is not what I assume. This is, like, your bar down the street that just happens to serve some of the nicest steaks in town. Um, Molly, I'm going to give you some advice. You need to pretend that you're mad at your husband, and so he'll take you here. <laughs> or just tell him, if you haven't gotten a push gift yet, mm-hmm. you should have him bring you here for your push gift. That's yeah. a good idea. Yeah, you'd be like, look. I birthed the whole child. I birthed the son for you. You can take me to Ruth's Chris Steakhouse in Middleton. What's the best kind of steak to get there? Oh, so you split the porterhouse. Yeah, that's what the my wife and I did. Yeah, forty you split ounces. It? You're gonna have leftover. Yeah. So the Holy idea cow. is, it's this big cut of meat, but a porterhouse is two different cuts. Yeah. It's separated by a T-bone. The one side of the T-bone is like a New York strip, and the other side is like a, a tenderloin or a filet mignon. So you kind of get two steaks in one when you get a porterhouse or a T-bone. Whew. 
Yeah, so it's a nice little like it's a nice little date dinner because you guys get to the, a little bit of the best of both worlds. Love it. I do need yeah. to go there. Mm-hmm. Absolutely, we do need to play Molly's game, America's favorite game from America's favorite Molly. Hi. I am looking for Molly. I've been searching everywhere and I can't seem to find Molly. Molly. This Molly. is Molly's Molly. Game with Molly. America's favorite Molly. producer, Molly, Molly Brown Molly. on Rutledge and Hamilton. Molly. Molly. Guys, it feels like it's been forever since we picked these because we picked them before Matt went on another maternity leave. Um, which was what Wednesday, I think. No, it was Thursday. I was only out on Friday. It's only been two days, Molly. It's been longer. I, I than don't. That, I, I don't often uh, defend Matt, but it was Thursday. Very rarely. <laughs> well, uh, so I had you guys pick uh, some spring, uh, spring league, summer league basketball, as well as the Brewers. So the first question I asked you guys was, how many wins will the Brewers win in? Oh, my gosh. I can't talk right now. I'm thinking about that steak. There you go. Yes. How many games will the Brewers win against the Cincinnati Reds this past weekend? They won two. Strofe was correct. And mind you, Strofe did pick first in all of these, just so we don't forget. Uh, So Strofe got that one. Then I asked you about the Bucks Summer League when they tipped off against the Denver Nuggets. And I asked you how many points will their two draft picks have? Uh, Andre Jackson Jr. had nine Livingston had seven for a total of 16. Matt was the closest with 23. Yeah. Then. Was he? What I have? You had 26. Jim had Shoot. 25. Shoot. <laughs> Rough. Uh, then I asked you about the number one overall pick, Victor Wembenyama. Oh, yeah. I got bad on this one. Making his debut against the Charlotte Hornets. You guys were all not great. Um, I asked <laughs> you how many points would he have in that game Against the Hornets, Strofe said 34, Jim said 19, Matt said 24. Do any of you know how many points he actually had? He had nine. He had 27 in the second game. I was much closer to the second game. Yeah, the second (laughs) game, I would have liked that answer a lot better. Well, so that means that Jim was closest in that one. So we're at a three-way tie. So I had to come up with something this morning when I was putting this together of what I want you guys to all guess on now. So, Strofe, you just said the total points, but hopefully they weren't listening. So, I want you to tell me how many points and rebounds did Victor Wembanyama have in both of the Summer League games that he played. Strofe, you first. Points Don't and Google. rebounds combined? Yes. Give me the total number. And whoever is closest will win. All I'm right, trying to do math part. in my head, and I'm doing a really bad job. Um, uh, carry the one. Uh, 50, on, 53 is my answer, Molly. Okay. All right. I will answer 45. So my uh, – I'm not even trying to – I don't know. Price is right. Stroll, 52 is the number I had for me, so I'll just stick with it. Ooh, you know what? You should have gone the other way. You should have yeah. gone over because the number was 56. Woo! Oh, wow. He had 36 points and 20 rebounds in those two games, and he is done in the summer league. So – I'm still undefeated is what you're telling yeah. me. Yeah. Stroll is 3 and up. Guy knows ball. I've got three, pal. Three and sure. If we call Literally. baseball and summer league ball, Strofe knows it. And and don't forget uh, Glizzy eating. Glizzy yes. guzzling. <laughs> he, knows, he knows wieners. Alex Strofe knows his wieners. That's where he's been able to, to jump ahead is, is his wiener knowledge. more satisfying than watching a bush. So, Strofe, uh, I'm going to So, Matt Hamilton, bush expert. Uh, Alex Strofe, wiener expert. Yeah, and Strofe, for your weird love, I want to congratulate you and 
celebrate your win with a delicious line of Kugel's beer strofe, I would recommend that you have the lemon honey or honey lemon light. It is one of my favorite summertime beers right now. It's delicious. It's a light beer, so the calories are something you don't have to worry about, but it's got a little bit of flavor, uh, kind of a little bit of lemony, a little bit of sweetness. It is a fantastic summer beer. It's great on the boat. It's great by a campfire. It's even good if you fluked your way into a Molly's game win, and you can get that beer wherever you get delicious beer. So, I, And you got to be 21 years or older. Which luckily, I, which luckily I am. But I do have a question for you guys on that. So yeah. tonight uh, is the first time I will be watching and having a sleepover with my three-year-old niece. <laughs> okay. Um, That's and, called babysitting, not a sleepover. Uh, <laughs> no, she, I like it. Weird. She's my niece. She's my niece. No, Taylor's uh, babysitting. He's having a sleepover. Well, uh, well <laughs> listen to what, I have got, what I've got going on tonight. So as you guys know, Tuesday nights I play, I play volleyball, mm-hmm. right? And oh, yeah, I definitely definitely had that marked in my personal life. I knew that. Of course yeah. you did. You I knew that. that. <laughs> Matt plays on Thursdays. I know this. He's mm-hmm. golf league on Wednesdays. Pay attention, Jim. Yeah. We're friends here. Now, on Tuesdays, <laughs> we play volleyball. But uh, I will be sitting this game out, obviously, because I will be watching a toddler. But I will be bringing her to uh, said where we play volleyball because it's outside. It's a patio, right? It's, it's, yeah. it's still family friendly. And Taylor, my girlfriend, will be playing. Now, is that inappropriate? No. No. Now, my question is, are you bringing her to support Taylor, or are you bringing her because you are terrified to be alone with a toddler? Ooh, that's or a good both. question. Or both. <laughs> or are you being uh, <laughs> sexist, no. and you're like, I need to have Taylor nearby? No, honestly, Strove, I it's, think it's I would do It's not sexism. It's just I understand Here. my capabilities. Yeah, dude. But why is, oh, you're, this you're, is some big no, brain this. moves. This is some big brain. Your significant stuff. other is definitely probably more skilled. Uh, a million percent, Jim. Not just because, How the, because the, of her profession. How old is the young one? You say three? She'll be three in a month, so she's just yeah, short so, of three. Yeah, so, I mean, I think you'll be able to handle it. And then, yeah, they're going to have fun. Sometimes I've seen toddlers there before at the volleyball games before. Sometimes they, like, play in the sand in the corner. You'll be fine. <laughs> Perfect. Honestly, you just got to play defense if they don't hurt themselves. That's all you're yeah, doing. Pretty much. Yeah, pretty much. And I will be I will be enjoying some enjoying some French fries. Get some French, fry, get some French fries. Up, I am a little upset that I wasn't asked to sub for you, but uh, we have so many guys on our team, so that's how we came to this determination cuz cuz she would have my, my girlfriend would have gladly, you know, watched her while I played. Right. But, but you yeah. need th- you need three women on the court at all yep. times, it and we only have trickier. three on our team. Yep. So, wait, okay. So that was part of my question. You said that you were going to be enjoying some wine and kugels. Um, I did. Are you singular strofe? You can only yeah. have How one many, if you're wh- watching a kid. That's fair. Okay, they, I didn't know if you were going to consume. Uh, so, take part. so to that point, I have Lightly. had to put in with people I know of like, hey, like, can you just not drink or like have a drink? Yeah. So, uh, you know, like when well, they were I, watching our kids well, when Jim, they were younger specifically. I know uh, I know her parents. So I think I'm all right. Yeah, plus I think, correct me if I'm wrong, <laughs> so I think you're the godfather. Uh, not baptized, so I, technically I would be, though, yes. Oh, yeah. So, like, you know what? You love this kid as much as basically you would love your own kid. I'm not worried about you. Just be smart. You're smart. Just what you are. Matt, you have uh, <laughs> you, you have gained your respect back that you have lost uh, the last few days. Well done. What oh. are you going to feed her for dinner? Barf. Don't ask Glizzies. me. <laughs> hey, dude, Glizzies. Dude, 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 chicken tenders and french fries, every kid likes that. Yeah. You know, they'll eat the french fries And that's what, that's what I eat anyway, so it's right. going to work oh, out yeah. just fine. You Honestly, can split a meal. Yeah, While Molly's splitting a porterhouse, you can split some chicken tenders. <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> 
<laughs> Maybe they'll bring come out dinosaur yeah. shaped for you too. Yeah, there you go, <laughs> dude. Those are, those are honestly better, and you're Plain, lying plenty. if you don't think they do. Dino bites, get dino, out of here. Dino nuggies are better than normal nuggies. <laughs> Who knows, man? We're adults here. How many times are you firing off yeah, dino nuggets? Besides. Often. It's well, not a regular grocery Super list. Super <laughs> advertise because they're chicken nuggets shaped like dinosaurs. It's the same I food, man. I want a dino nugget. Dino Give nuggies are better. So, nah. Molly, before uh, we can make this a Molly's Game question, or I just want to get your thoughts on it. I teased it early in the show, and Alex got all his feelings saying we weren't going to get to it. But we are getting to it now, uh, and a part of it was I wanted to get your thoughts on it. Northwestern moved on from Pat Fitzgerald properly. What would you see more likely to happen? Paul Christ or Jim Leonard as their new head football coach? Out of those two. It might not be one of those guys, but I think both would be a home run hire for Northwestern. Ooh, I see Jim Leonard because I think that Paul Chris is going to be in the situation that he is for a while and then get back to being a head coach. And where this might be a really offensive assistant with Texas. Where this might be a really good opportunity for Jim Leonard to be a head coach in this program that's obviously, I don't know, there's not a whole lot to live up to, right, at this point? I don't know. <laughs> no expectations? Yeah, for sure. Um, so, and then it's like he's also competing against Wisconsin and think how close he is to Madison by still being in the Chicago area. Yeah, and that's what I want to get to on the other side. Matt, we'll get your thoughts on it. Molly, thanks for sharing that. You can hang if you want to. Uh, this is Rutledge and Hamilton presented by Coors Light. You're listening to Rutledge and Hamilton presented by Coors Light. Miss any of the show? Find full show podcasts free on Wisconsin On Demand and wherever you get your podcasts. had retweeted our Iron Jock poll question, which right now we asked the question, do you believe the Packers offense will be better or worse? Then in 2022, 58% of you say worse, which I think is the odds that the offense will be uh, worse than last year, yeah. 58%. Uh, we have Spoosh chiming in. QB play was terrible. Offense led the league and failed hero ball bombs. What's that? I don't know. If we run the ball... And play move the sticks offense like 1989. That's my own little addendum. We should be good, and the defense should be better. Hashtag should. I believe the stat he's referring to is what do you call it? Failed hero ball bombs. That's yeah. third yeah. and fourth down passes over 20 yards downfield. Okay, but I would think <laughs> it's you hard to hold. Called those because he can throw that ball. But also, I would like to point out, like you lose immediate credibility when you say QB play was terrible. Yeah, because in Rogers no world was, was QB play terrible, right? Top fifteen at least. It, it probably was, top. It wasn't very good though. No, it wasn't t- vintage Aaron Rodgers. He still was a top was ten. Still, yeah, like I said, it was still top fifteen, top ten quarterback play in the league last year. Like, if if Jordan Love comes out here and gives us top ten quarterback play in the if Jordan NFL Love's the twentieth best QB be. in the league next year, you should be happy. Oh, yeah. I mean. As a first-year yeah. starter? No, that would be amazing. So the idea that that doing what Aaron Rodgers did, which 
yeah, wasn't good for Aaron Rodgers, but was still good enough to be like 10th or 11th best in the NFL. So, Ron of the Key Chimes in our Hall of Fame QB, two years removed from MVP QB. The rest isn't even needed, talking about removing those other um, aspects that I talked about, losing your starting tight end, losing your starting wide receiver. Packers are going to be bad. Psst. Even their two 13-3 seasons were more about who they played than actually being a good team, which could prove itself out in the playoffs, especially uh, not, not the year that they lost – uh, to Tampa at home in the COVID season, but the year afterwards, I mean, you can make a case that maybe they were a little bit inflated with their actual numbers and wins. But, guys, I wanted to get to if you were Northwestern. Or actually, I'll ask you like this. If you were Jim Leonard, what do you have, Matt? Well, I mean, nothing. If I was Jim Leonard, what? No, no. You waved no, 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 no. I got nothing, Jim. No, you have something. I will stop. No, no, I'd also I, like to know what happened there. You I, was literally, I was literally typing Badgers. Oh, okay. Yeah, so you nailed it. That's why I was like, just keep rolling, bud. You nailed it. You hey, got back to Did your computer die? No, it's back now. Never mind. No, he wanted to know what my, like, he teased in the break my thoughts. Yes. And yeah. it was different was, than So my, you were trying to yeah. be a good teammate. I, I was like, let's to, get yes. back to it. Got you. Uh, so did you see it on the stream there, Stroh, where Matt waved his hand in front of me? Yeah, that's right where it froze up. It, it, <laughs> okay. it froze with his hand up. And I was like, what's going on here? <laughs> yeah, I was trying to get his attention. He's going to give me a slap he, across the face. See, and that's the thing. This kind of synergy that me and Jim have now that we've been together for a year, I'm just hoping Jordan Love can have that kind of connection with his wide receivers because Jim just knew – to audible and move on to the Badgers as I was typing it. So yeah, but instead we probably looked like how Jordan Love and his receivers will have. Like no, you go, no, you go, yeah, no, and, you now, go. and now we've spent ninety seconds trying to transition to said topic. Yeah, and that, and just, said topic that might be your three downs and out, bud. Paul, Chris, I want to word it like this: If you were Jim Leonard, would you take the job at Northwestern? Personally, if I'm Jim Leonard, it's a, it's a good opportunity. And I will say that this is a very different question than we had posed for Molly because yes. I, uh, the likelihood between Chris and Leonard, I say it's Chris because it seems like Paul Chris really wants to be a part of football still. Like he yeah. right now, he's an assistant at, an assistant at Texas. He moved on uh, when the Badgers moved on from him the first time after um, their coaching situation with Bielema that they moved on to Gary Anderson. He went out to Pitt. And co- well, he went to Pitt. Or he went to yes, Pitt. Before so like, they brought in Gary. He, he yes. moved along, and the guy wants to be a head coach. Leonard seems like the kind of guy who will wait for his dream job because he knows what he is and capable of. I, I, rumor right now is that he's helping out with a football team yeah, in the okay, uh, yeah, yeah, Big Ten. Yeah, yeah okay. Yeah. But, uh, but that doesn't mean, like, if he was wanted to be a part of football, he yeah. would. Not, it wouldn't be so, a rumor. It wouldn't be this hush hush kind of news. It yeah. would. Uh, it would be a popular story item. So, like, I I think Chris not only is more fit to be the coach in Northwestern, is a guy who's like actively seeking head coaching roles. I'll say this: like Paul to Northwestern screams more of like they don't have a lot of great options, and Paul doesn't have a lot of great options. It still could work. Mm-hmm. For Leonard, here's the case why I would, if I'm Jim Leonard, I'd take the job. One, Northwestern has at times under Pat Fitzgerald been a competitive program that goes to bowl, bowl games either every year or every other year. It is hard to maintain a consistent winning program at Northwestern, but not being Wisconsin is not a um, crime. And so Northwestern, like I would put them in front of Iowa. Honestly, I'd rather be at Northwestern in, in Illinois than Nebraska. So if you're Jim Leonard and you believe in your ability to coach – 
Uh, Ryan family, which is Ryan Field down in Northwestern, I believe has like a seven or $800 million donation made towards new facilities down there. Their athlete facility is right on the lake. It is amazing. So they are investing money into in that program. Future. Right. But So if it's Jim Leonard, here's the thing. If he invests one, in his future in Northwestern. One, yes, I understand what you're trying to do there. So the, um, the thing with Northwestern is that Jim Leonard wants to be close to home. And home is in the Madison area or in Middleton, which is where Canopy Wealth Management is. You could go to Canopy Wealth Management. Go to canopywealth.com today to see how they can come up with a customized plan for your future and come up with a retirement plan that meets your goals and helps you reach your goals at canopy-wealth.com. This has been Rutledge and Hamilton. Scalzo and Russ coming up next live from Wooster Steakhouse in Middleton. See ya!